Hello, thanks so much for tuning in to our podcast. I'm Michael Grant, Senior Pastor of Faith Worship Center International right here in Columbus, Georgia. Today, I'd like to share a word straight from God that's just for you. I hope you're prepared. Grab your pen, paper, your tablet. Most importantly, grab your Bible, your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And let's prepare to take notes on what God has to share with you on today. I'm excited for you because you're about to grow to a greater place of faith in God. Let's tune into the word. Hallelujah. It's a new season. It's a new day. It's a new time. It's a new season that God has released. I started out with Ecclesiastes 1 and 9, and I guess I'll kind of build from there that we are in a place where we're not receiving things of the earth. We are receiving new things that are of, of heaven. Solomon released that nugget in Ecclesiastes 1 and 9 because he understood the cycles of life. But I just believe that God has looked upon these cycles that we've been going through. And I believe he sat on his throne and said, enough is enough. It's time for my children to experience some new things right in the midst of an old thing. It's going to spring up. The question is, will you know it? Somebody say, I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Uh, But the thing about things that come from outside of this realm is they demand, since you abide in this realm, that you change or you adjust your approach to how you are living your life. Anytime you receive something new uh, from, from, from a world that's outside of your own world, it demands that you adapt your lifestyle, that there's some modifications that be made. The strong word of it all is it demands change. Let me hear you say change. Change is a thing that uh, don't always feel good, but it's that thing that's called is for your good. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 around verse number 28 that we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and those who are called according to his purposes. And since things are working out for our good, sometimes we assume that everything that's working for our good ought to feel good. But some of the greatest lessons that I've learned in life came when I was challenged and had to change my posture. Can anybody attest to that and say sometimes change is just needful? And I believe that what this new season is affording us is the ability to adjust to the changes that new things bring. And that's a challenge. But don't forget, God told us concerning this new season that the new season would bring new challenges. And so we must realize that it's not something that is to harm us. It's only to produce better things in and through us. This new season is of God. Uh, It's important for us to understand that when uh, we must change or adapt or adjust our posture, that means that we're going to get uncomfortable. Oh, man, I would get quiet like that, too, if I heard a preacher tell me God wants me to become uncomfortable. Yeah, he wants us to become a little uh, vulnerable is a strong word. But the concept is that you're open to realize that I'm settled within this new place because this new place is pulling the new thing out of me. 
Can you hear me today? It's important that we embrace that because it demands us learning new things. And as we learn new things, it causes us to grow more. That's what God desires with and through these new things. Daniel experienced this in the book of Daniel chapter number two. We find him in a place where he has not only been removed from his familiar place, but he's been put into captivity in Babylon. The Bible talks about King Nebuchadnezzar who came and and overthrew Jerusalem and overthrew Israel and took the royal uh, people of Israel with him. And we find now that Daniel is one of that royal household and he's gifted, but he's in a new place and he's in in an uncomfortable place. And and he is frustrated about the the happenings of his people and how the people have experienced such, uh, such a calamity, but he understands that it's their own doings that have brought them to that place. Uh, Man, it takes some mature people to realize that sometimes we're reaping the consequences of things that we as a human race have have brought ourselves to. You know, this pandemic, oftentimes we want to blame certain entities and we want to say or ask the question, did this come from God? I personally don't believe that this came from God. I believe this is man or and or nature's doing. And so it's just it just so happens that because we as a human race race has allowed our guards to go down that we're experiencing some negativity from it but I believe that there's a light at the end of this tunnel I believe again that the word of God tells us all things are working together for good even though it don't feel good even though it causes us to be uncomfortable gotta wear these masks gotta space out gotta wash our hands truth be told we should have been washing our hands long and all and consistent all along we should have been doing some of these things more persistently all the while but this level of uncomfortability is producing greater on the inside of us. Daniel found himself in this situation. Even more so beyond being captive, he finds himself now uh, being led by this unruly ridiculous king. Now I don't want to go into the political realm, but I just do want you to understand that sometimes God will allow individuals to rule over you so that you can come to grips with the fact that you weren't where you needed to be in the first place. Can't say amen, say ouch, whichever one you want to say. But but uh, 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 ain't, ain't, you, you were so frustrated, you didn't vote. Next thing, you, well, I won't go that route. I just I just leave it at, I, I let that hang to where you feel like it need to hang. But sometimes God will use certain things. And Daniel understood this, uh, but it took an uncomfortable situation to pull them into this awareness. The Bible says uh, that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. I believe that dream was from God. Isn't it amazing that an ungodly individual can receive a word from God and God can remove that word from their memory so that they can call upon the anointed ones among them. Boy, I said a mouthful there. God will use whatever he has to use to get you into this new place to get you manifesting the new things that he wants. So he did this in Daniel's life. Slow down, Mike. I'm trying my best, Lord, but there's so much to say and so little time to say it. Daniel is in the, king, in the, in the realm of King Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar has had a dream, and this dream is removed from him, and he can't remember it. God knows this, and so Nebuchadnezzar places a demand on every wise individual in his kingdom. He says, I need somebody to, first of all, tell me what I dream." 
dreamed and then tell me what what I dreamed meant. And he says, if y'all don't do it, I'm going to kill every one of y'all that can't figure out how to do it. Man, that sounds like a tyrant at its best. But realize that that tyrant was given the uh, access to rule over God's people because God was up to something. And I believe that something that God was up to was a new thing. And so we find now, we find now that Daniel is one of those individuals who's, who has been acknowledged as a wise man. The Bible talks about him having an excellent spirit, him being of those who was able to access information that other people were not privy to. But now his anointing is about to cost him potentially his life if it don't come through for him. Watch this. He had an understanding of dreams. He could discern dreams, but never before was a demand placed on the anointing inside of him to know what someone else dreamed when they didn't even know what they dreamed themselves. Man, have you ever found yourself in a place where ridiculous expectations were placed on you? Have you ever found yourself in a, in a situation where you knew you were incapable? You just knew that you had never done that level of, of work in the place of work or in relationship. Things had never been demanded of you at that level, but God allowed you to find yourself in that position, and now you're saying, God, if you don't come through for me in this scenario, I don't know what I'm going to do. Daniel was in this uncomfortable place, but he had to dig into the relationship that he had with God even the more. And we know the story. God answered the prayer. God allowed him to recall what Nebuchadnezzar's dream was, and he gave him the interpretation of it, and he was able to tell Nebuchadnezzar what his dream was, the interpretation, and Nebuchadnezzar was in a posture of promoting Daniel because of his anointing. Watch, watch. Daniel, in response to God doing all of those wonderful things, putting him in an uncomfortable situation, and manifesting an amazing thing through it, he got a revelation. And we see what that revelation was in chapter, in chapter 2, verse 21. I want us to read this together so that we understand it. I want you to read it. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it for the sake of time. But Daniel sings a song of praise. That's how the Bible kind of explains it. Daniel is so excited that his life has now been saved because God came through for him even in, a, in an uncomfortable uh, a situation where he had to adjust his approach to how he did things. And Daniel says, he, with excitement, he says, it's God that changes the times and the seasons. He says, it's God that sets down one king and puts up another. It is God who gives wisdom to the wise and gives knowledge to those who know it. Watch. Here's what Daniel is saying. He says, when I came into Babylon, I thought that we were God's enemy. I thought that God was so upset with us that he was so through with us that he just gave us over the Babylon. But I now realize that it was God's doing that he allowed Nebuchadnezzar to be enthroned as king. It was the Lord's doing that he put down our throne and he raised up this king called Nebuchadnezzar because he knew that there was a need to change the seasons. We as Israel had become comfortable being called God's people. We got comfortable with our little shout when the beat dropped or when the click track hit. We got settled with our little prayer when we woke up in the morning and our little grace over our food and our little closing prayer at the end 
end of the day, but he understood that he needed to shift the season and cause more pressure to be placed on us. Some of you have prayed like you haven't prayed in years since this pandemic hit. Some of you have been interceding like you have never interceded before since social injustice took place. Some of you have finally opened your mouth to some of the things that you've endured and spoke up for truth and for righteousness sake when you ain't said things in past years or you were just going with the flow. It took pressure to pull the greatness on, on the inside of you to the outside of you. Daniel finally understood. He said, God, I ain't complaining no more. I'm going to rejoice because the mere fact that I was placed in this test, I realized that you wanted it to be seen abroad that if God be for me, who can stand to be against me? Friends, I'm just trying to encourage you and let you realize that just because you're going through hard things and they are new and they make you feel vulnerable, don't you think that God ain't going to come through for you? God is the one who changed the season. This is the Lord's doing. You say, how on earth? You mean to tell me God did it? He may not have done it, but he allowed it to take place so that a greater thing, a greater work, a new anointing through this new season could be birthed out of you. And if you'll just embrace what God is doing, I have not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things, what the things, the new things that God has prepared for his people. I like that word prepared. That means God has already put thought into this thing. I know it's new to you, but it's a thing of the past to him. He's already planned, mapped out, prepared, and made great preparation. All you got to do is embrace this move. That's what Daniel had to do. He had to stop fighting against the will of God. He had to stop rejecting the word of God. He had to recall the words of the great prophet Isaiah that if I am willing and obedient, I will eat of the good of the lamb. But if I refuse and reject, then shall I be devoured by the sword. He understood that now in this new place, under this new king, and under this new season, he had to embrace what God had for him. And watch this. Last I checked, uh, uh, Daniel outlived Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you that if you'll embrace what God is doing in this new season, you'll outlast every adversary. You'll outlast every challenge. You'll outlast every trial. It will have its expir expiration date, and you will have your promotion date. All I'm trying to get you to see is this is the Lord's doing, and you must embrace it. You must embrace it so that you can see what's new for you. New things get us uncomfortable sometimes. They, they cause us to squirm and squivel. But the last time I checked, the Bible declares that trouble don't last always. If I can encourage you and let you know that this uncomfortable feeling is only temporary. Uh, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, for this light affliction that is but for a moment, worketh for a far more exceeding and eternal. Watch, watch. The pain is for a moment but the glory is eternal man if I can encourage you if you'll just endure the process if you'll endure the pain if you'll embrace and adjust to what God is doing there is a glory that's going to far supersede this story somebody say he talking about me today yeah, I know we don't we, we don't we don't like we don't like talking about change and adjustment, but we, we have to do it all the time. So it's been a part of our life. I brought so today I brought some 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 fun things. I want to make it practical sometimes. Y'all all right with a little practical teaching? 
Oh, man, what do you see here? What do you see here? Gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, destiny, royalty received. It's time. It's a new season. Hallelujah. We like, we like when we walk into our season, don't we? When it's our birthday, when we're being celebrated, we get excited when people offer of us gifts and things, and we can't wait to get out, get out the way. Get off of me. Yeah, we get excited to see what new things we're about to receive. What do I got here? What do I got? Oh, I got me some Tommy Hill figure slippers or shoes. Oh, man, I like that. What else I got down in this bag here? Oh, man, I got me some Converse tennis shoes. Woo-hoo! God almighty, I like that. What I got over here? Oh, jewelry. Anybody like jewelry in the house? Bless the Lord. Oh, games. Uno cards. Y'all know how we do with Uno, Tunk, Spades. Anybody know what I'm talking about in here? No, they didn't, child. They done got me the new iPhone. Bless the Lord God of all my salvation. Got me a Remote control, okay, you can't go out without these, not in the city of Columbus, got some face masks. All these new things, they get us excited, and we're excited when we see that they're new, but then when we try and sync the new remote control with our TV. <laughs> what, what, what them instructions at again? Doggone it, I done pushed the button time and time again, and I don't know why that thing won't sync. It must be, this one must be default. You know what I'm, I'm gonna take this back, I'm gonna get my money back. First of all, you didn't buy it, it was a gift. I got to get down. This, this must ain't working. Man, I got, I got these, these new. Okay, we're gonna play Uno. Uno, yeah. Uh, who, who's shuffling? I'm shuffling. Anybody ever tried to shuffle a new deck of cards? Boy, when they broke in, when they broke in, you pow, you you dealing filing the profile. You get you a new deck, boy. You you shuffling, you dealing while you shuffling. It just, just keep what you got, keep what you got, keep what you got, keep what you got. It takes an adjustment with these new things, these new. Ma- How many of y'all done broke through one of these right in the middle of the day? Come on, act like you know these temporary, these, these uh, uh disposable masks. They disposable right when you put them on your face. They they right when you put them on. Pop. I, I was. In in the middle of doing something just the other day, trying to do right and act right, and right when I put it on it, pop. I threw it down. I was so mad. I said, give me my, give me my cloth, man. Yeah, anybody ever had to break a new pair of shoes in? They, they look good when you take them out the box. Ladies with them high heels that talk to me and act like you know what I'm talking about. Bunions, funions, and all those things that rhyme. My God, it, it look good until you put it in. Then you have to watch, watch. You have to adjust to new, new things demand an adjustment but watch if we throw it away because it makes us change we miss out on all of the advancements the new things bring now I'm an android all way day long I'm just, I mean I, I don't know no, no offense to those who who are iPhone users but I don't get mad because I got iPhone right here stop, 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 stop acting like that now but the adjustment that has to be made when you're upgrading. Come on, preach Apple, preach Apple, preach. The adjustment that has to take place when you're changing from the old to the new. You're excited when you get it, but when you got to go through the process, when you scroll down your phone and all you got is numbers and not names, come on and act like you know what I'm talking about. And you can't remember nobody's phone number, let alone your own phone number. Can't, can't remember nobody else's phone number. What am I saying? New things demand two things. It demands that we embrace them. 
But it also demands, like Daniel, that we adjust to them. New seasons are good for us. But if we're going to get everything that God has for us out of these new seasons, we, out of this new season, we must be willing to embrace and adjust. Acts chapter 9, as I close, is, is, uh, is, is a great example of an individual who had to embrace and adjust at the same time when they walked into a new season of their life. The Bible says in Acts chapter 9, verse 1, Paul, excuse me, Saul, went about uh, issuing threatenings and murderings about the church. He was an enemy of the first generation church, and he just knew that he was doing what was the will of God. The Bible tells us in, in Philippians chapter 3, Paul talks about the fact that he was groomed to be a Pharisee. We see in Acts chapter 7, verse number 58, that he was standing at the feet of those who were stoning Stephen, this great anointed deacon, as, he, as they laid down their cloaks to, to kill one of God's, one of Christ's finest, uh, uh, Saul was right there rooting it on. He was, he was groomed to be a chaser of Jews, right? Not realizing that God had an assignment on his life to be a, a, a winner of Gentiles. Woo, that's a word for somebody right there. You working around trying to in impress church folk, but God been called you to win the loss. You trying to fight over a position in the house, and God said, I never, I never called you to be a, 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 a minister, a deacon, an elder. I just called you to be a winner of souls, a preacher of gospel, and you've allowed an old season or someone else's mindset to pull you into a competition of something that I didn't even call you to. But that's the beauty of a God that we serve. He got the power to change your name. You start calling you Saul, but I'll call you Paul and I'll give you a new purpose, a new identity. Let me not pre put the cart before the horse on this thing and, and, and realize that here we find Saul going about threatening Jews and he is groomed to be a Pharisee. He's walking in what he thought to be his purpose, but he has an encounter with Jesus. Man, man, man. Let's read through that a little bit. I'm going to teach a little as I, as I bring this thing on in, but I want to make sure that we understand the importance of embracing and adjusting to this new season that God brings us into. The Bible says in Acts chapter 9 verse 4 uh, that a light came down from heaven and fell on, and he, uh, Saul, fell upon the earth and he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, uh, uh, who out thy Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou hast persecuted. It is hard for you to kick against the prick. I thank God that in seasons that are new, he gives us a new revelation of him at the inception of it all. There is no way that you can ride on your old understanding of who God was as you step into a new season. Watch this. Every new move of God must be begun with a revelation of who he is, a new revelation of who he is. And so if you get a negative doctor's report, don't you fret, just realize, oh, this is a challenge that's about to show me a new revelation of God. Because I know, I heard that the Bible said that he was by his stripes, I've been healed, but now I get to get the revelation for myself. Now, I'm not telling you to go hopeful a negative report but if that negative report tries to come that's when you rear down 
around and say, I'm excited that God is about to show me a new side of him and he's going to show me in a new expression of who I am to be in the earth. Saul understands this. He gets a revelation and the Bible says that once he got that revelation, the first thing he did was embrace it. Watch verse six says, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will you have me to do? He didn't say, leave me alone. He didn't say, ah, ah, you the one that I'm killing folks for. He didn't say, oh, I ain't scared of you. I'm not moved by you. The first thing that he asked, Saul, this great Pharisee, this great uh, persecutor of that church says, Lord Jesus, the one who I have been persecuting, what will you have me to do? And the Bible says, and the Lord said unto him, arise. Hold on, I want you to read this with me. Start at, and the Lord said. Y'all ready to read? Ready? Read. And the Lord said unto him, uh-huh, and go, uh-huh. Scroll down to verse number eight, and I want you to see Saul's response to the instruction that God gave him. If you have it, say, I have it. Ready? Read. And Saul, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, Saul embraced what the instructions were for him, and he couldn't even see where he was going. Who can I just preach prophetically to you today and tell you, you don't have to be able to see where you're going. You don't have to be able to understand all of the reasons that you're going. You don't even have to have an unction within your spirit that tells you to go. All you have to do is what Mary said to those who were at the wine when Jesus was there. Whatever he says do, just do that. God told, Jesus told Saul, arise and go into the city. Two verses later, we see Saul embracing, arising, and even when he could not see, God surrounded him with people to guide him to the place that God told him to go. What a bit of an oxymoron that the Bible says that those people didn't hear what God said to Saul, but they had sense enough to obey what their leader told them to do. It don't make sense for you to not be able to see where you're going, being in a pandemic, trying to lead a congregation uh, into the presence of God into a new season. But if you just trust what the leader has spoken and you guide and go along with the leader, even when the leader can't see, you trust that all y'all about to experience a new side of God together. Boy, I wish, I wish I had somebody who could understand the power of where we are. You don't have to know what to do in the season because you have a God who knows what to do in the season. And if God before you in the season can't nothing, no thing, no person, no disease stand to be against you in the season. I wish I had some people who understood like Saul that said, though I might have been kicking against the prick before after I've heard the word of the Lord, my posture is whatever he says do, I'm going to do it. Saul arose from the earth and he went down. Watch. But it gets it gets even more uncomfortable. Somebody say a more uncomfortable. The Bible tells us in, in, in uh, Acts chapter 9 verses number 13, 17 through 18 that those who were on his side when he was persecuting have now turned against him. His allies have now become his foes. Why? Because he stepped into a new season. Man, can I encourage just two or three people and tell you that when you step in your new season, some of those very folk that was for you for done just got brand new and now all of a sudden 
sudden they can't stand you. Don't want to answer your phone call. Don't want to respond to your text message. They hating everything. About, all of a sudden now you brand new. You doggone right I'm brand new because I done stepped into a brand new season and this new season is the Lord's doing. So if you don't like this new me, then that means that you just going to have to flee from me seven ways just like my adversary because in this new season I'm fully embracing what God has called me and if my fully embracing what God has called me to do causes those who used to be for me to now stand to be against me then so be it baby I'm just on the move I'm just on the move doing what God has called me to do Paul understood that there were those who were now going to be fighting him the Bible further says in verse 23 that after many days were fulfilled the Jews still took counsel to, to, to kill him now time has elapsed and they ain't forgot about him it's gonna be people who who reared you in a place and because of your embracing this new season they are never going to forgive you for abandoning where you were to step into who you are but i have reminded of the words of esther if i perish let me perish if you ain't gonna be for me if you seek to kill me then you do what you got to do but as for me and my house we've chosen that we going to see the king is there anybody in the house today who says I'm going to the king I'm going with what the king has promised me and I'm going to see it in the land of the living watch watch I'm going to close with this now I'm going to close with this and I'm done the reason Saul had to embrace or adjust the to the uh, assignment that God placed on his life it didn't seem to make sense it didn't seem to make sense for someone who was groomed and prepared to be a Pharisee to now abandon that call so much so that those who were still in that world turned their backs on him. But he understood the value, the value of what was before him so much so that he was all in. Now watch. Many days have passed and all of these people are seeking a nation, y'all, is seeking to kill this new apostle that's right has this risen on the scene but last I checked he lived through all of that he lived through it all can I tell you that though your enemy seeks you to eat of your flesh the Bible declares that they're going to stumble or they're going to fall they're, they won't be able to overcome you and the productivity that you produce with them chasing after you is going to build momentum in your life so much so that you are going to blaze a new trail that will light up and cause so many to see the light in whatever arena God has called you to. I don't care what he's called you to. If you continue to press forward, you're going to see. Watch, here's the same. This is the same man now, uh, Saul, who was a, who is trying to be killed by the Jews. This is the same man who wrote, goodness gracious, numerically speaking, about half of the New Testament. 14 out of 27 books that we read and we gain strength from. He said things like, he was the one that heard the Lord and said, I press towards the mark. <laughs> Has that encouraged anybody? He was the same one that says, oh death, where is your sting? Oh grave, where is your victory? This is the same man who penned things like now unto him who is well able to do exceeding abundantly far above. This is the same man that said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This man embracing and adjusting, adapting to what God spoke in his life has now released words that encourage people who have never met him. You ain't never seen Paul. You ain't never seen Saul. You ain't never met Saul. 
You ain't never met Jesus person to person, but by spirit, his word is breathing life into you and it's causing you to be able to realize that you are now in a new season. But in this new season, you will be made uncomfortable. But just like you press your way through those Uno cards and you invest that, that whoever makes that investment with that new cell phone, you get those new shoes. All you got to do is just work them in a little bit. Come on, act like y'all know what I'm talking about. All you got to do is just work them a little bit. If you can make it through that phase of uncomfortability, there'll be such a greater reward that's going to come. It'll bless you and it'll bless those around you. My encouragement to you today is don't you quit in this new season. Don't, don't go back. That, that's, that's the key. Don't allow the sense of, of frustration and, and uncomfortable feelings make you say, oh, no, nah, I can always go. No, no, no. Burn that bridge behind you and move forward into new, fresh, bountiful, abundant things that God has in store for you. Wow, what a message. What a word, man. I just love God's word. It's so empowering, so impactful. It causes us to be exactly what God wants us to be. I hope you enjoyed that message. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to catch us via our live stream, you can do so by going to our website, www.michaelgrantministries.net on Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or Tuesdays at 7.15 p.m., both Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, I pray that you stay strong in your faith and in all that God is speaking in your life, you have exactly what you say.